The Dragon We Read is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Yeah, a, a reader recently sent us an armadillo fact that I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, recently in Texas, a guy uh, took a shot at an armadillo and ended up hitting himself in the face after the bullet ricocheted off the armadillo's shell. Yeah, that's what happens every time. It's Carmadillo. <laughs> <laughs> For more armadillo-related facts to unlock bonus content and find out how you can access episodes a day early, check us out at patreon.com slash club. Before we get started, I wrote a children's book. What? Wow. I did. I wrote a Wheel of Time themed children's book. Are you guys ready for this? Heck yeah. I'm so ready. I was I'm doing ready. this instead of like raising my child and paying attention. I've to been me. waiting my entire <laughs> life for this moment, so I'm really, I'm really excited. All right. Let's see if I can get through this. It's kind of awful. <clears throat> I am Samael. I am Samael. <laughs> Samael. I am. Oh, shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Do you, do you want me to read it or do you, do you got it? Okay. Alice is having a tough time with this, so I have taken the uh, liberty of narrating this novel written by Alice. This children's book, rather. Okay. I am Samael. I am Samael. Samael, I am. Mael. That Samael. That Samael. I do not like that Samael. Would you go to Dumai's Wells? I would not go to Dumai's Wells. I would not go there, Samael. Would you go there with Marel? Would you go with Ishmael? I would not go there with Morel. I would not go there with Ishmael. I would not go to Dumai's Wells. I would not go there, Samael. <laughs> would you challenge Randolph Thor? Would you battle Kalendor? I would not challenge Randolph Thor. I would not battle Kalendor. I would not go there with Myrel. I would not go with Ishmael. I would not go to Dumai's Wells. I would not go there, Samael. <laughs> Can you see the pattern's wheel? Would you? Could you fight Aiel? No patterns wheel, no fighting Aiel, no Randolph Thor, no Kalendor. Not with Myrel or Ishmael. I will not go to Dumai's Wells. I will not go there, Samael. That was amazing, Alice. Thank you. That was Oh, whoa. I I think I'm tearing up a little bit. That was was perfect. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that with us. You're welcome. So one day, your your kid will read that, Uh and he'll know why you spent so much time on the computer. It'll be worth it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we need to get an illustrator. Mm-hmm. Yep. Say my L, I am my L. I mean, once I figured that part out, it kind of fell sure, into yeah. place. That, that, yeah. that makes the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it was really <laughs> it was amazing. Well Thank done. You. Thank you. I hope that the family of Theodore Geisel do not sue me. Do not sue you? Seuss me. Nice. <laughs> Wheel of Time turns, and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to The Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I am Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Mike Sparkman. And today we're going to cover chapters 18 through 21 of Crown of Swords, book 7 of The Wheel of Time. Last time... Previously, we have a great old time witnessing a day in the life of Matt. He starts at a horse race where he wins a small fortune. He stalks a dark friend through the streets of Ebudar and does some light shopping. He rolls into the royal palace where a bunch of women fight over him until Queen Tylan stakes a claim. Then he heads home and shanks a couple of would-be attackers to round out his day. Matt really is living his best life. <laughs> <laughs> we also check in with some various dark friends in Black Aja, none of whom are having anywhere near as good a time as Matt. Remember, kids, 
Being a dark friend means having your family tortured and eaten by Trollocs. <laughs> oh, man. That's right. Yeah. You know, if you probably asked, like, young Matt, 12-year-old Matt, to write down, like, his dream life that he would love to be living, it would be this, right? It wouldn't right. even be this good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you couldn't have like, imagined a life this awesome. Like, I, I gamble all day, and then this super hot queen tries to have sex with me. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And then on your way home, you just shank a couple motherfuckers who are trying to rob you. <laughs> right, yeah. Just, you know, to round it out. Just because, why not? So, chapter 18, As the Plow Breaks the Earth. We're back to Rand. And it's dragon chapter. Yeah, the icon of the dragon. So Rand is meeting with the clan chiefs, and he's trying to prove to them that he is not an Aes Sedai puppet. Yeah, he's trying to show off his tame Aes Sedai, and they are not impressed. Yeah. No, they're not. Yeah, well, I mean, Aes Sedai would totally do this, right? They, they would totally trick somebody by pretending to pour tea. I guess so, but like, he, he says, like, oh, I could make her dance for you or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. That seems like an Aes Sedai a stretch, right? You know, they wouldn't go for that. I think so. They have a lot of dignity. Yes. Decorum. But they're also super shady. Mm-hmm. And who else, you know who else is super shady? Deshiva, his random Ashaban. Mm, oh, you think he's shady? He's literally standing there. Uh, Deshiva appeared to have his head in the clouds. His lips moved soundlessly, and he blinked and frowned at nothing. The guy's going insane, but they never actually think that. Yeah, that. well, Perrin thinks that, but... but uh, Perrin's not there right now. Yeah, but Perrin's not there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this guy, he's, he's like gibbering mad, right? Yeah. If he wasn't... Uh, a known male channeler, they would probably put this guy in the in the whatever holding place they have for crazy people, right? Right. I'm just very surprised that Rand is not immediately realizing that because he's he spends the entire chapter thinking about how awful it is to have somebody in your head, but he doesn't see that Deshiva is having that same problem. I, I think I, Rand doesn't care. Yeah, I you think, think that's it. Rand I mean, accepts that he's already dealing with that, and maybe other ones are dealing with that, and he's like, "Well, that's what it means he, to be a male channeler." He, oh, yeah, he's like, okay. he can still he still believes that. He can turn this guy loose to level a city if he needs to, which he totally mm. probably can. Yeah. Which is really all he's there for. Like, these guys are weapons, right? He doesn't need them to be, you know, happy. He just needs them to be... Or even right. sane. Or even sane, yeah. Mm. As long as he can point them at something and say, make that thing's head explode and they do it. Well, yeah. That's depressing. Yeah. And Dashiva still follows orders. So far, yeah. It is depressing. Uh, but I, they've all got to be kind of crazy, right? I mean, Rand has only been channeling for a couple of years, right? If even that... I'm trying to remember. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, not a lot. When was the first time he channeled? It was... We don't know for sure, right? I think it was... So there was... It was... See. The first time in the books was when they were riding out of Emmons Field at night. And Rand was super worried that Bella would run out of energy oh, and fall right. behind with yeah. Egwene on her back. That's right. And then he got all like shaky and Moraine had to kind of yeah. heal him. Yeah. Because that yeah. was his first He time. got like the channeling sickness. And then Moraine was like, it's funny. Bella seems like she's not tired at all. I remember mm, that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's the first time it happened in the books. Although maybe it happened when he was hiding in the woods and the mirror draw was looking for him. And he was like, please don't see me. Please don't see me. Maybe. Yeah. The, the, that When that Trollock attack happened, he may have done something too. I don't remember if it was something... Yeah, that may have just been Taverin look, because the troll just yeah. slipped and fell on his own sword or something, right? Yeah, I think yeah. that's right, yeah. Narg was the name of that Trolloc. Oh, the, the, the only Trolloc we've ever seen talk. <laughs> yeah, right? Andy had a name. He was the smartest Trolloc. He was the best you, of them. Narg. He learned English. <laughs> or whatever, common tongue. I don't know, do, they, do they have a word for what they speak? Uh, yeah, I don't know, Randian? <laughs> Randian. He speaks Randian. <laughs> Not anymore. So uh, Rand and the clan chiefs, they, they plan to... Uh, hunt down and kill all the remaining Shido, which is a good plan. Mm-hmm. Good to get that out of the way. Yeah, I mean, the, the Shido have been a problem for a long time now. 
Mm. It's time to wrap that up. And Barry Lane comes in, and she's mad because Rand is sending her away. Rand is sending her away because assassins are coming after her. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's kind of a shame because we all we talked about this before. Barry is running shit like a champ. Like yeah. she is managing this city. Uh, she's amazing, you know. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. really good. Uh, and Luz Theron Telamon is super into Barrelane. Oh yeah. And I wonder if there's not some like clause in Rand's Taveran rules where he gets three wives, but maybe Luz Theron can have one also. <laughs> you think he'd pick Barrelane? He's into her. Uh, he'd probably pick Barrelane. Yeah, he like hums and makes Rand like pull on his ear. <laughs> I know. Then he's like like his tongue rolls out and he goes auga. <laughs> his eyes get really big. <laughs> yeah. He's like kicking his foot. I don't know. It's very embarrassing. But then in the middle of this, a new character, Cad Swain Malydrin, comes in. And Cad Swain's awesome. She shocks the hell out of the Aes Sedai. She's some kind of legendary Aes Sedai, and they all thought she was dead. Yeah. It's it's funny, because uh, like when she rolls in, she probably almost dies about half a dozen times, right? Like Between walking in the room, there's like the Aiel who are like, we should spear this person, then they don't. Right. And then there's like the Ashaman who are like, we should pop her head. They don't. And mm-hmm. the Rand's like, I might kill her. And he doesn't. Like, she almost dies a lot of times. Right, yeah, but she doesn't care. I, I can't tell if she, she knows or if she doesn't care, yeah. Well, and she's actually in the glossary, which is oh. nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Did I say her name right? <laughs> yes, Cadswain Melidrin. Melidrin, okay. Melidrin, mm-hmm. okay. But just, it, and it's all stuff we learned pretty much, uh, but it also says, a little known oddity is that the men she brought to the White Tower tended to live markedly longer after being gentle than those brought by other sisters. But she mentions, oh. does she mention that to us? Does she say that? She doesn't say that, no. So, no. Okay. But, but she does talk about how she was involved in taking both Mazarin Tame mm-hmm. and Loghain somehow. Yeah. Even though she's been in retirement, she just sort of freelanced on that stuff. And even though she's green. Yeah. Green Aja. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So she comes in and completely fucks with Rand. I know. Yeah. She's like, so have you started to hear voices yet? He's like, no. <laughs> Wait, why, why are you asking? <laughs> yeah. yeah, she immediately gets under his skin. It, intentionally so, right? Mm-hmm. She's She like, I guess she knows how to deal with men who can channel, right? She can, she, yeah. And she uses all this insider info to get under his skin. She gets under my skin. Yeah. I was really angry at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't. I can't think of just kill her, right? Like this woman is totally uncontrollable and a problem. You kill her, kill her, kill her. You know, but maybe I'm loose there. I know, really. Uh, he he. Either way, he handles it pretty poorly, actually. I mean, like, yeah, she was definitely pulling, pushing his buttons and trying to like kind of fuck with him, and and he just loses it, right? Yeah, he loses gets so shit. angry. Yeah, smashes a what is it, a teapot against the wall. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and she, he sends everybody away after she leaves and like just trashes the room like a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm not mad. He's muttering to himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, then she she messes, she shows up, messes with him, takes the Aes Sedai that are in the room with her and just leaves. Uh, and yeah, their reaction to her, she seems really cool, like a living legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it sounds like she's, she's like the... The Aes Sedai that every Aes Sedai wants to be, the hero, you know? Sure, yeah. And uh, then, after that, Idrian Tarson arrives with a horror story, because of what happened to Herod Fell. Yeah, bad uh, bad news at Rand's Mad Science School for Underprivileged Youngsters. <laughs> uh, there's also, This is like a random side thing, but they actually have the titular line in this chapter. Oh, really? Because they have a little excerpt. Um, As the plow breaks the earth, shall he break the lives of men, and all that was shall be consumed in the fire of his eyes. The trumpets of war shall sound at his footsteps. The ravens feed at his voice, and he shall wear a crown of swords. Uh, Prophecy of the dragon. 
So there you go. That's why it's yeah, called it's the crosswords. Another, yeah, another thing from the prophecies. Yeah, I think they probably all are, but you know, we don't we don't actually get any uh, full listings of the dragon prophecy, right? It's sure, just like little right, bits yeah. and pieces here and there. Yeah. So chapter nineteen: diamonds and stars, Akana the Tarvalon flame. Uh, we follow along with Marana and Anura, who are following Katswain back to the Aes Sedai's apartments in the palace. And they're totally starstruck by her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she sounds like, we get some little bits and pieces about her. She sounds like a badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and, so, yeah, because Marana is basically, the whole way there is thinking about how awesome Katswain is. <laughs> so, yeah, this is, at this point, she claims to have been part of uh, Mazar of Thames and Loghain's capture. She came out of retirement. Mm-hmm. And then she... On the way, she mentions some vileness that happened right after the Aiel War. And this is... I'm following this thread now because... Uh, this I was wondering what, about that. I actually know what they were talking this about. This has got to be what Alviarin was talking about when there was something that the Black Aja did like 20 years ago oh. that got a bunch of them killed. Oh. That's very vague. Huh. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. one of the... Who was it? Someone... Was it Balzaman came trying to find out what had happened and none of them knew and he tortured one yeah. of them to death or something. Right, yeah. Because something had gone wrong. Yeah, somebody important died. We don't. We still don't know exactly what, right? Yeah, I, we don't know what that is, but I think that's what she's referring to. Oh, I was wondering because I couldn't figure out if I was supposed to know that or not. But yeah, that makes sense. She yeah. says something about a grand coalition. Yeah, that was the the nations that came together during the Aiel War to fight the Aiel. Okay. And then kind of fell apart again, I guess. Yeah, when the Aiel just up and left on their own. Mm-hmm. So they tried to, you know, keep it together so they could control everybody, but didn't work. Yeah. She seems like she's going to stir up some shit, though. Like, she's just, <laughs> like, like heckling and, and um, like, grilling all the these Aes Yeah, Sedai. yeah. She has some, like, sidekick Aes Sedai with her. <laughs> yeah, so they weren't here already. These No, those are new people. And she okay. brings some old-ass warders, too. Yeah, yeah. Because she's Green Haja. Right. Yeah. I think she mentioned that she might be looking for a new warder or something. It's like, oh, okay. Well, you know. Yeah, yeah. She was, she was, seemed like she was miffed that Alana had already bonded Rand because probably she wanted to do that. Yeah. I was kind of wondering what she was in town. Is she just bored? No, I think that she might be interested in yeah. uh, locking down that Which, dragon. Again, from Rand's perspective, I think he's got to kill this person. I, she he's seems like, uh, like a problem. And I got to say, like, uh, for someone with such an iconoclastic reputation, she seems like she's kind of dumping on the rebellion a little bit, right? She totally is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it, it's unclear. She doesn't actually make a concrete statement over what side she's on, right? In fact, her, in, her intentions are completely obscure. That is true. Uh, she she could just as easily being try, be trying to put them off so that they'll answer things. Uh, she's like trying to fuck with them a little bit, like she did with Rand. Yeah. So they're not, they're, they'll let their defenses down. Yeah, she's just like totally shit testing them. But it does sound like she's currently like she's not a fan of the rebellion, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. She also talks about the Forsaken being loose, which is not something any of the other Aes Sedai outside of the Black Aja have admitted. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure she's a Forsaken. Yeah, I don't know which one. <laughs> I mean, they're always a Forsaken. Yeah, this is definitely yeah. a Forsaken. I feel like the Forsaken are more subtle than this person. <laughs> <laughs> she's grilling them for intel and she's a Forsaken. <laughs> Uh, but that's all very interesting. So I think Rand has a new adversary in this game. He hasn't beaten the Aes Sedai yet. Yeah. Is she going to be an adversary? That's my read, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 it, it's her uh, intentions and her motives are are completely uh, unknowable because she's all of her. She seems to be the kind of the kind of person who all of her statements and questions are designed to like elicit a reaction, which doesn't necessarily mean that they're 
Yeah. You know, once you believe through things. I, I see it because Rand's whole plan seems to be kill all the Forsaken, unify uh, by conquest if necessary all the nations of the earth and get ready to fight a big old battle. Yeah. Assuming the last battle isn't like a metaphor. Yeah. But, I, I, but she's, like all the other Aes Sedai, she's completely going to undermine that plan because they all the, all the Aes Sedai have this idea like, Nobody's other plan can ever work, so we have to destroy other people's plans so we can put our plans in place. And their plans are stupid because the Aes Sedai are, are up their own butts. Yeah, it, it does feel a bit like Katsuane's plan is to try and like get Rand under her thumb, just like every other Aes Sedai. Probably yeah. won't go very well. Well, I don't know, right? She's intense. Yeah, she is, but that often gets people, you know, still <laughs> around Rand. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and uh, so we cut to Min. Hooray, Min. Hey, Min. I miss Min. She's uh, great. She heads to go see Rand. Uh, she's upset because she found Colavire, who has hung herself in her bedroom. Yeah. Put on her, her queen costume and did the deed. Yeah, but, you know, she, she, she has that in the back of her mind, but what she's really concerned about is how much she loves Rand. <laughs> talking about it a lot. It's like, oh, man, mm-hmm. really love that Rand. Yep. Uh, and she shows up, and Rand is upset because Herod Fell got... Taken apart. He's yeah. been throwing a dragon-sized tantrum, though. Like oh, he has. Yeah. He smashed up the room. Yep. Uh, and then they make out, like, for real reels. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm assuming it goes further than that. Do you think they bone? Yeah, they totally do. There's totally. way too many splinters in that room. <laughs> right? <laughs> they gotta relocate. <laughs> I mean, he could probably just hover them, right? They could just oh, do, like, an air That's a good point. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah, air do it dragon style, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> I will let the dragon ride again on the winds of time. <laughs> That's what Rand says every time before he. <laughs> it's only worked once with Avienda, but I mean, hey, you know, could work with men. <laughs> yeah, could. She's, she's pretty uh, enamored with him. <laughs> uh, but so I guess that the game is over now, right? Yeah. Let's hope so. This is pretty silly. <laughs> So. Oh, that Min! She's such a joker. <laughs> <laughs> Min, why are you, why are you grinding your ass against my, my groin like that? <laughs> what a joker! Yeah, let me know. It was just we were both distraught. This was just bros comforting bros sex. Uh-huh. It didn't mean anything, right? Yeah. Min's such a bro. Oh man, what a joker with her tongue in my ear. <laughs> uh, so then we get back to Cad Swain, who is ruminating about how best to control Rand. Yeah. She thinks about how her strategy to put him off balance. And get the measure of him totally worked. Yep. Oh, uh, and, and she has she has a network of Aes Sedai of some kind, so she is not a lone operator. She seems formidable. Yeah, it, and and we also learn that she's over two hundred and seventy years old. Yeah, right. Which uh, was longer than we thought any Aes Sedai lived up she's until now. Very, very old. Yeah, right. so she's got some she's got some history and I suppose some experience. Mm-hmm. That's insane. She has 250 years on Rand. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, chapter 20. Patterns within patterns. I kind of the four snaking. So, Savannah is meeting with her surviving wise ones. Oh, man. Savannah is pissing me off. You really? Yeah, it's just like... I feel like he's beaten the, 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 this, these Shido Aiel over and over again. But she just, like, will not stay beat. She just... I feel, it feels like she doesn't even have anything to gain at this point. Like, her army is destroyed, essentially. Mm-hmm. She's just being a pain in the ass. Yeah, well, she's going to marry Randolph Thor, and then she'll be the, the Kara Kara Karn. Right? She, even she's got to know that's not going to happen at this point, right? Like, mm-hmm. no? Think that she thinks that's still going to yeah. be a thing? I mean, I don't that's know. It's her one play, and she's going with it. 
Uh, and she, she gets her wise ones to activate that cube that the wetlander gave her, which I totally thought that was a grenade. I thought it was a with the with a lament configuration from uh, Hellraiser. <laughs> yeah, right. Puzzle box. She's about yeah. to summon some, you know, uh, what are they called? Yeah, Cenobite. She's just summon some Cenobites to take her to a realm of ext- ecstatic torment or something. <laughs> right, and know. so that's not what happened. I no. thought it was a Rubik's cube. Yeah, right. It's not nearly as interesting as any of those things. Right? It's, it's like just, a walkie-talkie. Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. It's like this is a really like I feel like this was like Chekhov's gun, but the gun was like not loaded. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, no, nothing. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, that's so fine. It, it summons a guy named Kadar, and the Aiel are like completely oblivious to how obviously evil this guy is right he's, yeah. he's like wearing all black and laughing contemptuously and he like they call him on this magic object and he's like ah stay there i'll come to you and he's there like five seconds later <laughs> like and yeah so he shows up and he's got this woman with him that he introduces his mazia I, I was wondering uh she she really hates that name and we don't know why right yeah, yeah she didn't say at him. it must be some like crappy name from the Age of Legends. Yeah. It means like butt stuff and, and like old tongue. <laughs> Dude, don't, don't you fucking call me that. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, Savannah yeah. is like not picking up on any of this, right? Like her no. superpower must be like being stupidly ambitious and like totally lacking in self-awareness. Yeah, because she keeps thinking like, well, this guy's such an asshole. I'm going to make him my slave later on. It's like, I do yeah. not think that's the way that's going to go down. That's not this is going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He he claims he's got a thing that he can give her that can control Rand, but he won't give it to her because she did not get Rand because that thing went poorly for her. Yes, it did. Um, he appears to be controlling Mazia somehow. Do you think he's controlling her, or do you think that she's just like following along? With I him? think she's following along with it, but he's he's got a hold on her, but not but not a, a magical, like a, one. a social one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But yeah, he he also offers to sell them a means of controlling the Aes Sedai. Yeah, in exchange for... I don't, does well, he... for money, but I don't think he really wants the money. He just wants the chaos. Yeah, that's what he's really looking for. Uh, and and, and he, he's, like, playing them hard, right? Like, he's, like, clearly manipulating them, and they're just, like, not not aware. They're just falling yeah. for it. Yeah, right? He's, he's totally owning these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he offers to send the Shido to richer lands, teleport them around, which is bad. What do you think he's got in mind? Chaos. Send yeah. them somewhere else. It doesn't they, matter, right? They like, can it, mess stuff up. Yeah, because like the Shido aren't doing great, so, so great here. But we'll just send them somewhere else where Rand isn't there to fight them. Yeah, he, he's pretending like he wants money, so he's going to send them to better places to plunder. But that's bad. Right, because the Shido are uh, still like a, a, a race of super warriors, and if Rand isn't there with his race of murder wizards, then you know. Right, that's yeah. a big problem. Yeah, and if all of a sudden they start teleporting around, boy, bad news. Yeah. So then we cut to, after this meeting, somebody is watching those two people, Kadar and Mazia, who turn out to be Samael and Grendel. Yes. <gasps> what? <laughs> <laughs> Which is not my guesses at all. Oh, I want to point out, uh, Samael used his illusion magic to disguise himself, but he also made himself taller. <laughs> <laughs> they, point, they point out uh, when he walks in that he's like significantly taller than any Aiel or something like that. He's like, that's interesting. Oh, right. Samael. It's Samael. <laughs> He's yeah. got a short man's complex. So does he, is he seeing out of his illusionary eyes or is he seeing out of like the illusion's throat when He's he does that? pretty mm-hmm. short, so he might be seeing out of the groin. <laughs> yeah. No, it's probably the throat, like those horse costumes they have, where like, you can see high up right. and you're actually seeing through the middle. Yeah. Yeah. What really disturbed me about this guy is how his eyes never seem to meet mine. He's always looking <laughs> a little bit above my head. <laughs> Very confusing. Yeah. 
And uh, whoever is watching them is wielding something called the true power. Yeah. Which is like the one power, but it comes from the dark one instead of the creator. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so clearly this is Forsaken, but I don't think we can, I don't think we know which one at this point. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Could be Megedian, I guess, since she's like out in the wild, but I don't Maybe, know. Maybe, yeah. But uh, Samael appears to be in charge because he told Grendel that he was going to be nameless. Right, and she believed him for some reason. I, I mean, or she's pretending to believe him. She's super manipulative, right? True. And Samael, uh, Grendel seems to be chafing under his directorship. Yeah, I mean, like he, she, she certainly wouldn't be subservient to him in any other circumstance, right? Right. Yeah. It's only because she's somehow convinced that he's going to be the. The, the number one among this Forsaken, though, why would anyone believe that? I mean, Samael is not doing any better than anyone else at his job, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it doesn't seem credible, but... I think... I think it, well, what they say is it would be super dangerous to lie about that. Yeah, right? that's, that's the only thing that makes sense is that it's a, a thing that's stupid to lie about, so if he's lying about it, he's fucked anyway, right? Right. But as we've established, Samael is the stupid Forsaken. That's right. <laughs> if anyone's going to lie in a way that would probably get him killed, it'd be Samael. Yeah. Uh, Samael thinks that the whole Rand in a Box thing was Masana right. doing that. Because she's the one in the White Tower. Yeah, so it, it could have been under her under her manipulations. It's possible, I suppose. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and uh, this whole thing with Savannah is just Samael causing chaos. Yeah, I don't think he cares particularly what happens to them at this point, right? Yeah, giving them... I guess he's planning to give them some Adam or whatever, and, and sending them around to raid other places in the world is just chaos. Yeah, for sure. De- destabilizing any other possible future opponents. Right. Hmm. This is fucked up, though. The, the Watcher can use the true power to actually step outside of the pattern, which I don't think the others do, right? Traveling isn't stepping outside the pattern, but no, this guy No, it's a is. different thing. Yeah, 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 it is. It's crazy. And it, it's making, like, black flecks go through his vision or something. Which the is, world screams. Yeah. yeah. Bad news. So, chapter 21, Swoven Night. Icon of the Dice. Yeah. So, it's festival times in Ibudar. It's Swoven Night. And Matt, because it's a party, he's just finished killing some more uh, robbers. Yeah, muggers, like, quote-unquote. Yeah, right? who have a bag big enough to fit Matt completely in. <laughs> they must have been really optimistic about what they were going to get out of my pockets. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> like, what terrible luck Matt has that he keeps stumbling, stumbling across these random muggers. And they have this huge sack. They must have thought he was carrying a whole lot of treasure. Oh, it's a sack Matt. that, oh, it looks like I could fit almost my entire body in that sack. <laughs> That's what, oh, he's like God. measuring the sack against himself. And he's like... Man, that's a lot of treasure. <laughs> Bless his heart. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have the ability to figure out what the plot is against him. But he's so lucky and he's so good at killing people that he's just wasting these people. It doesn't yeah. even matter. He's foiling their plans like so thoroughly with no idea what's going on. Yeah. And we have some firework talk. Oh yeah, I, know, I love this because Matt's watching his fireworks, thinking about how he wishes he had fireworks again. He's like, "Wish you could find someone who'd sell me some fireworks." And again, Matt is the last person who should have fireworks. What happened the last time he had fireworks? Yeah, he lit them all at once and blew a hole in the fortress. That's right. He blew a hole in the stone tier. And it wasn't. I mean, like he alerted a bunch of guards. It wasn't even the best way to do it. But you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like the aisle, like like a thousand Aiel snuck into the stone of tier that night. Without blowing a hole in the wall. Matt's the only one that did that. <laughs> so, you know, don't give Matt fireworks is the moral of the story. Yeah. And he heads back to the inn uh, where Birgitta meets him. Yes! Oh, I love this part. It Me is so too. good. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Birgitta and Matt had this, like, chat in the old tongue, you know? Just out of <laughs> and I, I was like, 
I think it's cool that Brigitte points out that Matt's way of speaking the old tongue is actually uh, like variant, like in, in yeah. variants. It's something that, that nobody's ever been able to point out because yeah, nobody like speaks sentence the old tongue, by right? sentence, he's changing accent and idiom and stuff. Yeah, That's so cool. right. And only Brigitte would know that. Mm -hmm. uh, but he recognizes her immediately at this time, right? Mm -hmm. And we get this awesome snippet of the memory of him blowing the horn, you know? It's, I, I just love that scene. I like going back to it. <laughs> it's cool, but something we learned, though, because remember, we had thought that all his previous life, his past memories would have come from Nethrin, right? Yeah. But apparently not necessarily, because she says one sentence you're in... Eheroni High Prince, and the next, a First Lord of Manetherin. So, do you think that might be pre-Manetherin? Like, that Manetherin was the blood of the Eheronis or whatever? That might be. Yeah, it could Possibly. very well be. But, you know, it's also, it, you know, it's one of those things where you everybody's got so many ancestors when you sure. go out the tree, so he's probably got a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. And we only... We only suppose that all these memories come from his past lives, right? Yeah, that's true. I don't think we know that for a fact. It just, but I, I think that's true. That's, that feels right. It would make yeah. sense. Yeah, descendants of his... Or at least descendants of nothing else. Because right? he could be blood descendants. could be like times he's been woven into the, out of the pattern. But oh, either right. way... Soul descendants? I thought yeah. it was probably similar to kind of like Birgitta. Like she has all these different lives too every time the wheel goes around. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I mean, we know that's yeah. true of Rand is loose there and woven back into the pattern, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Although it's not clear whether Luz Theron is one of the heroes of legend. Was he not? Because I, I don't think he's been woven out since he was Luz Theron, right? Didn't he, uh, all of the... When, they, when Matt blew the horn, didn't all of them call Rand Luz Theron? They knew him, but he wasn't... So maybe he's one of them, but I got the impression like they've been woven out like every few hundred years all the time. Oh, and, and he hasn't probably been, hasn't been. Right, so maybe he's just like... I mean, has he been just hanging out in Dreamland the whole time, oh, like complaining about his dead wife? I mean, he's clearly not well, right? He's also crazy, so <laughs> right. maybe he's the one that nobody wants to talk to. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was their tone of voice. Oh, hey, Luz Theron. Oh, How's it going, you've man? You've got to back out of the pattern again, huh? Oh, okay. Good to see yeah, you. Yeah, well, we'll oh, have to uh, oh, have man. some time. Oh, yeah. You know, they just blew the horn. we got to go <laughs> do what the horn blower says. <laughs> so I'm going to go now, and yeah. I, so, we'll catch you later. So, Matt and Birgitta proceed to do the most sensible thing in the situation, which is get trashed. I know. This is, I, I, love, I love this even more because uh, with Matt's weird memory, um, you know, interweavings, he gets all of Birgitta's weird references. Like, she <laughs> yeah. makes some, like, weird, like, thing. He's like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. <laughs> right. Yeah, these are total bros right here. I know. Yeah. This is, like, a match made in, I don't know, whatever the, the dream is. Yeah. If I could be in literally any like non like battle scene in the entire series, it would be this. Yeah. I would want to be a fly on the wall watching the I, two of them talk. In fact, this would like if this were a buddy TV show spinoff, I'd watch this. <laughs> yeah. Matt and Brigitte just like rolling around the world, getting to, up to trouble because you know between the two of them, they can handle just about anything, right? Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. And Matt like he can't not get in trouble. <laughs> That's right. And Brigitte loves trouble. That's right. No, they're, they're perfect. Mm. Oh, that should so be wonderful. a show. It really should. I'd and then we that. need the office spinoff that's Roarch in Berlin. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Roarch in Berlin running Berlin running the running the show, just like dealing with the random bullshit that comes up. <laughs> yeah. mm. So uh, yeah, as they're getting tore up, uh, Team Nynaeve is sitting, uh, sweating, and stressing in the palace. They're still being real weird about this whole Matt thing. I feel like Matt's been offering or like actively trying to help them since they arrived here and they're just like yeah. dodging him the whole time right yeah i mean in his in his way right he's been pretty dicky about it right yeah that's true but still i mean they're like 
I don't know if he's going to agree to help us. It's like, he's been like, he's been there. Of course he has. He's, he's always there for you guys. Matt totally gets the concept of let's get this done faster so we can leave this city where you keep having to stab people like every day. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I haven't, there's all these muggers. Yeah. The thing I hate about Ebu Dar is the people with big boxes that sneak up on you all the time. (laughs) When they're not, when they're not knife fighting. Right. 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 And then you still got her like sense of a coming storm. Which is, right. I, is that land? Maybe? I don't I, know. I think she implies for the first time that it doesn't actually have to do with the weather. So I think it's Matt's dice rolling thing. Oh, she's got the same thing. Because she's Taveran. I thought it might right. be land because he could come up a storm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. Through no fault of her own, Elaine is once again white girl wasted. <laughs> I know. Yeah, she didn't even do anything. Right? I yeah. know. This is great because Nynaeve is just like, are you drunk right now? And she's like, no, I don't think so. Oh, shit, I am. That's <laughs> just because Brigitte's nearby. Yeah, Brigitte's yeah. off getting drunk with Matt. Yeah, apparently the bond works that way between women or something. Yeah, this uh, gives me some really interesting uh, ideas about drugs, though. <laughs> 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 Did, was she going to get hung over the same way as Brigitte? Oh, I don't know. I hope, not. I hope not. So they, they finally told Tom and Julian about why they're in Ibudar. And they're waiting to hear back from, or they're waiting to hear from Matt. Uh, because they're going to talk to him. Right. Uh, I think Nynaeve's detective agency, I'm usually on their side, but they are not really skilled at anything except springing traps and messing folks up. Yeah, right? which, to be fair, has gotten them out, out of a lot of situations yeah, at this the point. The problem here is there's no trap. Yeah, there's no trap for them to stumble into. They're trying to, find, they're trying to do a detective job, <laughs> and they're like, we keep looking for these traps, and no one's trying to trap us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who can I face? Who can I punch in the face here? Yeah, right? And uh, and they, the other thing that really surprised me is they're taking Matt's letter really seriously mm-hmm. about there being dark friends in uh, Ebudar and yeah. to watch out. Which I, they should, but, you know. Yeah, I, I thought they were going to blow it off because they've been blowing him off the whole time. Yeah, true. But I guess maybe the, just the, the, the fact that they know who this person is, because he tells them about Keratin, right? Yeah, yeah. So the fact that they know who Keratin is and the kind of power he wields makes this kind of like an immediate problem you know yeah but still and, yeah and uh, elaine while drunk from the, the water bond uh shows off her disguise making skills which is really cool <laughs> which is really cool but also she just outed how they've been sneaking around to tom and julian yep so, oh that's true so that's good overall but also a flub on her her uh part yeah uh, she gives Nynaeve a topless outfit of course just, yeah Honestly, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Just like, maybe she's like, don't look at me! And she's like, they're not looking at her. He's like, don't look at me! I know, right? Because uh, she's not topless, right? You know? No. She was made to look topless. You know, so but but okay, joke, but if, right? if you use illusion magic to make someone look topless as if they are... Like, if you know that what that person looks like topless, and you make them topless using illusion magic, is that any different but, than making them actually make topless? her look like her. They made her look like someone else. Oh, a okay. the sea folk. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I think it's kind of like, you know when you go to like... Um, like a fair or something and they have the cutout for the face you can take the picture and there's like the sexy woman body uh, <laughs> that's what I think it looks like right, yeah. and those are objectively hilarious yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so Brigitte returns home having made real nice with Matt and she informs them that Matt wants an apology for the Stone of Tear for the way they they totally shit on him and Brigitte like doesn't just inform them she's like you guys should apologize yeah mm-hmm. yeah which she's right they yeah. should they never did yeah it, this is like my favorite thing because Brigitte is, is someone that they they can't like dismiss her for any of the reasons that they normally would right 
like they can't see like oh it's just a dumb man or something like that. She's like this is Brigida. She she knows about this shit and she's like you probably should apologize. That was kind of shitty. Is yeah. she the only woman who is completely objective when it comes to the men versus women? Like I think she's she, well, never done one of her the one of her like men should be led blah blah. So I I mean yeah okay she never says that she never says you know men are you know they mature ten years later than women do mm-hmm. does. And she's a bit of a horn dog about men too, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, I like looking at a fine man. Yeah. So, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this because I love Brigitte, but also, one way of looking at it is that Brigitte acts like a man, and that's why she's not crazy. Yeah, that is problematic. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think of this. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't say the same about men, could you? I don't know. Yes, I think you could say exactly the same thing. That's why, like, men is not annoying like all the other characters are. Because she acts like a boy. Yeah. She doesn't mm-hmm. see herself as a woman. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. That is and so the, like, the women that are reasonable in these books are the ones that act like men. Mm-hmm. Like they, you know, dress, even both like men and Brigitte both dress like men. They wear pants, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So like, who's, who's a reasonable woman? Like Moiraine, I guess that's, that's an example, is the, the only example of a woman who seems totally reasonable and is not, like, uh, acts like a man. Yeah. So we should be the example, except she's dead now. Yeah. Right. She got melted into a puddle of... Portal goo. Portal goo. Yeah. But uh, they're right. Uh, Elaine is willing to apologize. Nynaeve is not. Shocker. It's, it's also funny because Avian decides with Brigitte on this. Yeah. She's like, really? You didn't tell me about all that. Oh, you, you got toe, man. <laughs> yeah, right? That's... Come on, guys. <laughs> and I like... Like, Julian is on their side. They're not going to listen to Julian. But I'd like to point that out that Julian was there. Right? Mm-hmm. Julian saw what Matt did, and Matt did some crazy ass shit to rescue them. Right? It's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the, as we might have mentioned, he blew a hole in the side of the fortress that cannot be taken. <laughs> that was the same day. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And then, like, and and they, they, Elaine is like, well, we'd already taken care of the Black Aja that was there, and the Forsaken wasn't even around, and they were like, Black Aja? Forsaken? Like, <laughs> so he went, he went into a fortress full of Black Aja and Forsaken to come rescue? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I okay. know. Which I, I love because that always, always rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, you know, Matt doesn't get taken seriously a lot of times for good reason, but in this case, he was actually right. Yeah. So, how satisfying was it that we had two characters, a man and a woman at that, sit down and have a reasonable conversation? I, I mean, obviously, it was, it was wonderful. my it was favorite great. thing in the series so far. I know. It was pretty <laughs> awesome. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, would, I hope that happens more. I hope now that. Uh, Matt's getting recruited by NDA that he and Brigitte hang out all the time and just make jokes with each other. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if Matt's going to make a pass at her. Oh, I'm sure he already has. He's got a, and he's got a really good feel for these things, apparently. Yeah, but he's not her type, right? Or she, he's not her type, not it, at all. He yeah. goes for the, the silly ones, right? He kind of does. He likes to bounce them on his knee. Yeah. Yeah. And Brigitte's not a knee bouncing kind of lady. She's, she's more the like one a... who bounces. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. She's the one doing the bouncing. They call it fight over who gets to be on top. And, and she's more she into likes, like the like the rough like. She likes men with fucked up faces. <laughs> Remember how she like sees Uno and she's like, "That's a man right there." <laughs> yeah, you're right. Not fucked up faces, but men who have lived hard lives. She'd yeah. probably be super into Lan. Oh so. shit! I don't yeah. think he's ugly enough for her. Oh yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's he's got that those chiseled features, it's like true. a craggy mountain or something, like a the handsome mountain, <laughs> <laughs> like a craggy handsome mountain. But maybe we'll see if he shows up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's it for this episode. 
Next time, we're going to talk about chapters 22 through 25 of Crown of Swords. I am Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's at Alice M. Sullivan on Twitter and Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram, even though that's mostly just cakes. <laughs> I'm Mike Spargan. I don't have a cake feed or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at thedragonreread.com. We love hearing from you. Please give us a good review wherever you got this, especially iTunes. Please share us with anybody you think will like this. Please give us your hard-earned dollars on Patreon, patreon.com slash Armadillo Podcasting Club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. The, the light, light illumine you. you.